Welcome to another episode of the one and only Minnesota Sports Podcast, the number one. Today, I'm joined by my friends Sergio Fernandez and Brendan Basketball Carter. Hello, hello. Glad to be back. Yeah, buddy. It's Carter's first time coming through. Glad to have him here. Sergio has been here a couple times. Today, we're not going to be focusing on all Minnesota sports. We're going to be focusing on the NBA and what's been happening in the free agency. And I would like to start with the Houston Rockets, one of the worst teams in the NBA, very young, have made a minor splash in free agency signing Van Vliet for three years, $130 million, Dylan Brooks to a four-year, $80 million deal. And they traded away one of their young prospects in Kenyon Martin Jr. for two second-round picks. My question to you guys, will the Rockets be contending for a play-in with their moves this offseason? I'm going to get at a firm no. No? I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Really? Yeah, bro, you got to think about it, bro. For one... They're not going to get that much. They were one of the bottom teams in the league, adding Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks, just cool and all, but they're not the youngest players in Van Vliet. And they okay. overpaid for him anyway. They very much overpaid for him. But then again, they're still in the Western Conference, bro. Yeah, they're you're in the right. West. So. You're right. Okay, Sergio, what do you have to say about that? Well, I mean, I do agree that he did get overpaid, but I think that they added very noticeable. Uh, veteran presence i saw they got jeff green they got patty mills and granted they did get email Odoka as their new head coach i don't think that they will make the playoffs but i could see them being a play-in team though yeah i mean it's not hard to be a play-in team like you need to make the top 10 and there's only 15 teams in the conference. But it is kind of hard to see in the West because the playing teams this year were the Lakers, Wolves, the Pels, and the Thunder, who just yeah. missed it, were the Mavericks. The Jazz mm. were in the running for most the end of the season because they're still a solid team. But I think with the moves that they they made, they expect to make it to the play-in. With that veteran presence that Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks have, you know, Van Vliet being an NBA champion, and Dylan Brooks, you know, part of a dynasty that could have been. That could have been. Um, they expect to make the play-in, like, or at yeah. least contend for it, you know, be relevant at the end of the season when the time comes. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, also, Patty Mills and Jeff Green also huge better. Okay, you, I'm not really expecting too much out of Patty Mills. What did he do in the Why Nets? Not? Because he didn't do anything on the Nets either. I mean, I think he still can do a little catch and shoot, but I honestly, I just trust an email Udoka. Granted, you know, Ooh, I forgot they got Ime Adoka. Yeah. yeah, I mean, granted, you know, he's in Houston. I mean, I know they got nice strippers out there and all, but, you know, 
you know, there might be a little off-season action, but I hope he stays on track. Okay. Yeah. Carter, does that make any difference to you with Ime Adoka being the coach? To a degree. You know, I'm a Jason Tatum fan. I don't like the, how he left Boston. But um, I would say to a degree because he's a defensive-minded coach, so it'll definitely help him in that sense. And then I feel like Dylan Brooks is kind of overrated on defense, making – I think he made, what, first team? Yeah. He made first – yeah, I think that's that was a bit far-fetched. But – um. I actually like Edo, uh, Adoku as a um, head coach. Like, I feel like he'll be able to mold the young talent. The only problem I really got with the move, though, is I don't know if they build him for the future or in which they trying to win now with that Fred Van Vliet. That's what oh. I'm more so thinking of. You know what I'm saying? They overpaid. Yeah. So it's like yeah, you got a lot of young talent on the team. Y'all just, they just had, what, like the number four pick? Yep. And they drafted the Thompson twin dude. So like, yeah, yeah. I know like they're a younger team. They got Jabari, they got what? Uh the Parker dude. What's his name? The four uh, Jabari. Jabari Smith. Smith. Jabari, 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 Jabari Smith. Smith. <laughs> yeah. I'm mixing it all up, bro. Yeah, um, I got you. Yeah, hey, they got that... him last year. That was a de- decent pickup, but I just feel like it was a it was a reach for them to try to get those two and then paying for what they paying for them. It's like yeah, it's a veteran presence, but then again, like, what direction are y'all in right now? Like, why would you spend this bag on them? You know what I'm saying? It's a multi-year deal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, are you building for the future, or are you in win-now mode, which is kind of, I feel like I'm lost. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. But also, they got the nice little center, uh, Sang- Sangoon? Sangoon. He's, he's nice. Yeah, he's, he's nice. nice. I heard uh, he has been compared to Jokic. I did see that. I did see that. <laughs> so look at his levels, bro. You got to wait. You got Jokic. You got yeah. Sabon, <laughs> Right. And then you got Singun. That's how it's going to go. Yeah. He don't That's get true. that, though. He's young. I like him. Yeah. yeah. I think we should move into a more interesting topic because as much as I want to talk about the Houston Rockets, I want to talk about the 2020 draft re-signings that have taken place in this offseason with – so many max contracts and so much money flying around in the NBA now. Anthony Edwards, LaMelo, and Tyrese Halliburton all re-signed five years, $260 million, And their 2020 draft partner, Desmond Bain, just signed for five years, $207 million with the Grizzlies, all respective teams. Out of all these players, who has the brightest future? Carter, I want you to go first. Ooh. All right, so I'm going to have to factor in what I'm what I'm predicting for the playoff success, too, then. So, I mean, I know y'all going to be biased, but I'm going to be on y'all's side. I think Ant got the most. You know <laughs> oh! I, I, would, okay, I would definitely take okay. Ant. <laughs> I'd definitely take Ant. In regards of the way he's progressing each and every year, and then especially last year with Cat being out, him having to kind of take an alpha role in the team, and you know what I'm saying? Like his I feel like his growth's gonna be better. Uh Minnesota, they they still a competitive franchise. So it's like, all right, cool. I mean, y'all don't make much noise in the playoffs, but y'all competitive most of the time. Hey, we don't get and swept. Then, uh, we ain't never been swept. Y'all ain't get swept, <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? And then y'all got um I'm I'm just say that because I feel like he'll be he's the best overall offensively and defensively, two way as a two way player. And that's what I'm I'm big on two way players. So yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Uh Sergio, uh, what do you gotta add to that? No, I think I think he hit, hit it perfectly because I was going to say the same thing. I think Ant is the future of our franchise. I think that what he brings to the table each and every day, his work ethic is is great. So I think that the future is bright for him, and I'm excited for for what's going to be coming for for our team and 
you know, for him too individually as well. For sure. Well, I am going to break it down team by team, player by player on that list I just gave you guys. LaMelo, I don't see him being worth five for 260 because he, yes, is a great player, but hasn't been on the court to show that he's worth that much. You know, he even won Rookie of the Year, and I didn't expect him to win Rookie of the Year. I thought Ant should have won Rookie of the Year. Uh, LaMelo, also in the East, he doesn't have as much competition, but, yeah, so he doesn't have that much competition, but I, I don't think he's going to provide uh, the team with enough spark to to make it, like, deep in the playoffs. Hal Burton, he's on the Pacers. They're always kind of relevant in the East, but they don't ever make it past the second round. And he doesn't have the supporting cast. Like, he has Miles Turner, but after that, you have the two best players. After that, like, who else you got? Like, Buddy Heald, all right, he can make threes every once in a while. And then Desmond Bain, I think he is the one that's most overpaid in this, and he got paid the least out of the four players I just named. Desmond Bain... If he's the second best player on your team, which he is right now, I don't think you're going to win an NBA championship with how stacked the West is. I don't think you can win with Desmond Bain as your number two. What do you guys think about that? Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I think that I think you're right about Desmond Bain. Definitely overpaid. Um, I do think the way that the Grizzlies are currently constructed and their offseason, you know... <laughs> misfortunes i guess especially with john morant i i just don't see it being into what they think they are but uh it is still a very exciting team to watch i do like watching the grizzlies because obviously john morant is a star at the end of the day uh and i think that having bane compliment him is nice although granted he was definitely struggling throughout the season and definitely during the playoffs shooting the three which is his specialty but i guess we'll have to see what what Andy, comes with this season? Carter, out of out of that uh, list of players and the breakdown that I gave you, I, other than Ant, what do you think about those three players that got signed max or super max deals? Uh, I I heard what you said about Melo. You got to be careful with the East, bro, because the East is juicing up, bro. Like remember, they used to be top heavy. They used to be top heavy. They getting they rounding out pretty well, especially as I, I was watching the playoffs uh, the other day. Yeah, and like you got they they not as top heavy as they were. They they still top heavy, but it's the the East rounding out. But as far as Melo, I think you called him great. I can't call him great yet. He I feel like he a very solid player in the league. Uh, he got to get better on defense, obviously. But um, uh, I think they pay him more so because he's like he he Showtime, you know, Melo yeah. Melo Showtime. I mean, he gonna he gonna bring the crowd. So they getting their money worth out of him. So they gonna pay him what he you know what I'm saying what he need to be paid. They obviously don't want to walk him, but yeah, they're gonna throw him to max. Um, you got who is it, Halliburton? Yep. I actually I like I like Halliburton. I feel like um the the Kings should have never traded him, but I feel I like what they did though. But okay, it was best for both sides where you trade the player to see what they could actually be. And this yeah. was a prime example of that where he made an all-star team this year. Yep. So like, yeah, he he was really balling out. Um they missing a, a good they got a couple years before they they really relevant. So, but um, paying Halliburton, I definitely would have paid them. But I like the young talent they got going on in Indiana. They they okay, you know what I'm saying. And then they just got the uh, I think the Walker dude from Houston out the draft from a trade. 
And he oh, was okay. solid. He yeah, was I'm solid. Not really, I don't really know about the draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was solid at Houston, one of the better prospects. But um, Halliburton, I mean, he the best player on his team. For sure. So how I'm looking at the contest, how they plan these, how they plan these players is you obviously top one or two player on your team, you don't get the max. Yeah. So I feel like uh, Halliburton, it was that's a ah, that's a lot of money, 16. bro. But he, yeah. he he the future, bro. He the future. He young, yeah. so it's like you know what I'm saying. You you gonna hopefully get your money's worth. Uh, God forbid any crazy injuries over there, because you know uh, players don't like staying in Indiana anyway. So yeah. But um, yeah, they paying him and locking him up. Okay, cool. And then you got Bane. Bane. Desmond Bane. Yeah, he more like a three and D type of dude to where like he can hit his shots but defense. But then again, I feel like he undersized anyway, too. He's yeah. stocky. You know what I'm saying? He got some weight on him, but he undersized, bro. Um yeah, he's he was struggling in the playoffs, you know what I'm saying? And um they just picked up what I know Ja got his situation going on, but they just picked up D Rose and Marcus yeah. Smart in the trade. That's a cool little backcourt. But then again, like I said, they undersized, and I'm thinking in the aspect of where the league going. The bigger guards, taller guards that can do it all type, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, you got him and Jai in your backcourt. I think Desmond Bang like six four. So it's like, all right, um, 205, was he worth it? Going back to how the contract's being structured, it's like your top two players gonna probably get paid the max for in order for you to keep them. So it's like I see what Memphis was doing, but that's a lot of money in their backcourt because you know Jai just signed that big extension from his rookie contract. So yeah, I don't yeah. know, bro. It's tough, especially with with Ja being suspended for the first twenty five games and being the second most paid player on the team. You need to have, you need to be able to carry that weight, right? So, in my even after what you said, like I can compare Desmond Bain to like a mini Clay Thompson because he's not as tall and he doesn't have the physical attributes that clay offers on defense but he does have the defensive aspect in his game like clay does in his prime so five for 207 i i still think is is overpaid but uh i think you you really segued me in into the next question that i i'm going to present after this with the notable re-signings that i have here we have D'Lo to the Lakers for two two years, 37 mil. Cam Johnson, four for 108. Middleton to the Bucks, three for 102. Kyrie to the Mavs, three for 126. Zingas Pingas to the Celtics after he got traded. Signed an extension, two years, 60 million. Kuzma to the Wizards, four for 102. And last but certainly not least, Russell Westbrook to the Clippers, two years, $8 million. Out of all the players that re-signed, which player brings the biggest impact to their team? No one really, I would say, really speaks out to me other than, you know, Chris Middleton, I guess. Really? I think he, yeah, because I mean, I think he's really the only one that I would say he's a pivotal role with the Milwaukee Bucks, in my opinion. Does he does he bring him over the hump again and bring him back to the the championship? I, I would say so. I mean they also I know that they also re-signed Brooke Lopez as well. He got re-signed. Um I know they picked up uh Malik Beasley and they still 
kept Bobby Portis, so that's nice. Uh, so I really do think that if Giannis didn't get hurt, I think they could definitely made a, a run. Obviously, he was still in that Miami Heat series, but I don't think he was 100%. Okay. Um, but uh, I do think that having him back would be that impact that would certainly be that Bucks championship team of 21. Yeah. Uh, in comparison to the other players, I mean, obviously, you know, Westbrook, you know, he is a good, I would say, good bench player in that good, you know, have that person on, on your team. But I think out of all the players that you mentioned, I think to me, the one that would have the most impact on our team for him coming back would be Chris Middleton. Uh, Card, I want to turn the floor to you. Who made the biggest impact with the money that they're making? Skill wise, the easy answer, the the easy answer would be the Chris Middleton one. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, because we saw what he could do when he was healthy with that Milwaukee team. Not saying he's a leader, but being that second option, which he was, I feel like last year it kind of went over to Drew a little bit more. But Chris Middleton was hurt a little bit, so yeah. I give him a pass on that. But um, yeah, the, the easy answer would be Chris Middleton. But I'm a uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna have to go with Russ, man. Yeah, them getting them have to re, being able to re-sign him for you know what I'm saying. Damn near the veterans minimum, and which yeah. what what two for eight. So it's like okay, you getting in Russ. It's like yeah, I don't feel like he's that starting guard. Obviously, he was in OKC or even the Wizards with numbers wise, but like yeah. the production he bring to the team, the energy plays, all the effort Russ played with. And I'm a little biased. I'm a Russ fan from OKC days, but yes, sir, the energy he brings, the intangibles he brings to the game. Barring turn- turnovers, that's a big part. But man, them turnovers be killing them. But um, I feel like the the player that the team gonna get the most bang for the money's worth, obviously, is Russ. You know what I'm saying? You get him on that that little of a deal. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the Clippers gonna really do much because they can never stay healthy. But sure. uh, Russ going Russ gonna definitely be there. He could stay healthy and um, yeah. But uh, I like Cam Johnson too. But I don't know about all that. Yeah, I, I, I like him that much. I agree with you because Westbrook, when he joined the Clippers, he really took a backseat role and he wasn't really handling the ball as much as he did in OKC or even the Lakers. But he he was rebounding the ball. He was getting the assists and he was driving to the basket, making his presence known. For me, I think Kyrie is going to be the guy that has the most to prove um, because you got you got Luka Doncic and then you have Kyrie. And it obviously didn't gel well enough for them to even make the play-in last year. But Kyrie has the most to prove this year with what's, mo- what's looking like a full year under his belt. And he needs to be Uncle Drew. With the the playmaking and the scoring. So I think he has the most to prove. But I think more into a, a more broad question, which team has made the best moves in your opinion? All right. So I think I would say that the Lakers made really good yeah, moves. Yeah, they did. They did. Before, before you continue, I want to I wanna list who they have – signed they got Rui Hachimura on a three-year deal Jackson Hayes on a two-year deal Torian Prince stole him from the Timberwolves on a one-year deal Austin Reeves on a four-year deal Cam Reddish two-year deal 
D'Lo, like I said earlier, a two-year deal, and Gabe Vincent on a three-year deal. Sergio, what you got to say about that Los Angeles Showtime Lakers? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely Showtime with these uh, with these noticeable, um, you know, signings. Obviously, having Austin Reeves, he had a big impact for them last year. Rui, very good. I know Rui been uh, working with uh, Phil Handy, so I think his three-point shot is going to be better this year. Uh, I think Jackson Hayes is a good, you know, backup center. Um, brings that uh, tough mentality. Yeah. Obviously, we know what Prince gave to us, and I'm sure he's going to give the same uh, to the Lakers. And, you know, <clears throat> Gabe Vincent was huge for the Heat in the playoffs. Huge. Yeah. So him going to the Lakers, I think that uh, uh, is going to be really good. But I think out of all of them, my sleeper, and I've been saying this for a long time, and a player that I don't think gets the, the recognition sometimes, I or I don't know if the, the coaches don't believe in him. What? Well, who are you going to say? Who are you going to say? I was going to say Cam Reddish, bro. That oh, man is the certified bucket. Yeah, the Timberwolves got drafted him, too. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. Cam Reddish is a certified bucket getter. And I really do think that, I hope, at least, that uh, what's the head coach's name with uh, the Lakers? I forgot his name. Uh, Carly, you know, you know, who the head coach is. I, I, I'm still in the time of uh, is it Tyron Lue right now? No, that's the Clippers, the Clippers bro. Ah, shit, yeah. <laughs> I forgot his name. Anyway, Frank Vogel, I, no, no, he, he went to Phoenix. He went to oh, Phoenix. Yeah. See, I forgot his name now. Uh, who's the Lakers? The Lakers coach, oh, uh, Devin Ham. Darvin Ham, Darvin, Darvin, Darvin Ham. Yes, I hope Darvin Ham really believes in Cam Reddish and really, you know, uh, gives him some minutes. Because I think just watching him in college and just watching him, especially uh, last year in Portland, you know, he he could definitely get you a bucket for your. Yeah, and before Carter goes, I will say Cam Reddish was picked in 2019. And the Timberwolves could have got him. I wish they did because they got Jared Culver instead, I think, in the uh, number six pick. So we could have had Cam Reddish. Uh, I don't know where Jared Culver is. I know that in 2K, <laughs> he, had a, he had a nice jump shot. And I, I like it. It's a Jamal Crawford jump shot. But we could have got Cam Reddish. And I like I like what you said about the Lakers. They, they're really building – on notable players of household names so even casuals they're gonna know who who they have on their team because almost everybody has been relevant at one point in their career and second of all they they can all shoot the three other than jackson hayes in that list that i just uh said all of them can shoot threes which Carter, I wanted to have Zabede on this uh, podcast, but he it was too late for him. They're building around LeBron, and with this team, I think they could be a top four team in the West. But Carter, I want to give the floor to you on who made the best free agency moves so far. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with him and say the Lakers, just Ooh. seeing them how they how they how they filled out the roster. Yeah. Barring what they lost, it's like you know what I'm saying. But um, what did they lose? Like I don't think they really lost that much. They didn't. They didn't lose much. They lost oh, Lonnie Walker. 
They lost Mo. They they yeah. They cut Mo Bamba. Um, I know Dennis Shorter left, and Malik Beasley. That was about it. But like I said, from what they got, what they got for the worth of them, I feel like they they obviously won. Uh, they're winning this offseason so so far. Um, I like Milwaukee though. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to say Milwaukee then, just to you know what I'm saying make it different too. I know they resigned uh, Brooke Lopez. Uh, obviously yep. got a uh, Chris Middleton back. They got um I know they re-signed Jake Crowder. Yep. Um Oh, they got the bro the Lopez brothers. Yeah. Yeah, they they oh they got the other Lopez? Yeah, they got Robin Lopez too. Oh, okay. And okay. AJ I Green. I thought he played football. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is, bro. I don't know what that is. And then yeah, the Bucks actually picked up Malik Beasley. So um I like what Milwaukee did, you know what I'm saying? Trying to keep that that core together. And Giannis, sure. uh, Chris Middleton, you got Lopez back, so it's like okay, cool. But um, the pickup of Malik Beasley, I feel like he'll be in in there, and he could do the job in which he did. He was supposed to do for the Lakers a lot better with the Bucks, um, because you know playing with LeBron and playing in LA, you know what I'm saying. I feel like when a lot of players play with LeBron alone, they automatically um go the wrong way in which they're supposed to be playing. Like uh, I feel like it's too much. Too much on their shoulders. They got too much attention on them. Just, just you know what I'm saying? Too much pressure playing with LeBron. But I feel like every time a, a player leaves LeBron, let alone L.A., um, they get they get their time to flourish and actually be themselves and just chill and relax and just go with the system. So, yeah, um, yeah I like, I like uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, I agree with you because building a, around LeBron and building around Giannis is kind of similar. You, you surround them with three-point shooters. <laughs> And other players that can play defense. So I think the Bucks. I think it was a weird year this year, losing, especially in the first round, to an eight-seeded Heat. I don't think that's going to happen again. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to be able to, to lose like that again. Like, it was weird. It was a weird year having the Heat an eight seed, make it to the finals. And, and they, they were in the plan too, or a seven seed, right? Were they seven or eight seed, eight seed? I, can we talk about who the losers were? I think the Nuggets were losers in this free agency. Oh, really? Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, first of all, why is DeAndre Jordan returns on a multi-year deal? He didn't play at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy didn't play at all. Reggie yeah. Jackson, he came in what late, late in the season. He yeah. didn't get any playing time. And then Justin Holiday. I mean, they I think in my opinion, they definitely messed up by not uh doing everything they could to get uh Bruce Brown back. I think he was a major player. Um sure. he was. Or or even I, I think a, a sleeper, a person who I think also would benefited them would be Tory Craig, which I don't know where he went because I know he's not with the uh Phoenix anymore, but he went to Chicago. He went to Chicago. Okay. So I mean that could be they could be doing something good. I'm not sure if Lonzo Ball is gonna be back this season, but you know I don't think he's uh, back ever, bro. Damn. Damn. But I mean if he if he does come back, I think Chicago might have a nice little team out there. They would with uh, Demar and Zach Levine. So uh. I think he he might get uh, shipped off. Who but I, before before I answer that question, um, I think something that's getting overlooked is James Harden. 
of course he accepted the the player option and he's going to make like 35 mil this year but he is expecting to be traded from the 76ers and that is one of the names that popped up with Zach Levine in the trade is James Harden and Zach Levine switching teams would that make a difference for the Bulls I think so because the Bulls need a facilitator, a playmaker that Lonzo Ball provides but isn't able to because, you know, sadly he's injured. I mean, I mean, I, I, I know we're trying to keep this PG, but you know damn well James Harden is not going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. This man is trying to get paid and go to the strip club. That's all he wants to do. <laughs> He's gonna, he's you, know, he, you know he said he wants to go back to Houston. You know he said he wants to go back to Houston. And yeah, you know he what? Did. He did. So the man is trying to get paid. He's trying to get his bag. Rightfully so. I don't hate on that. But I think I don't think I think he realizes at the point of where he is in his career that accolades don't really like move him like that. So yeah. he's just at this point just trying to get paid. Yeah. You know, and do his extracurricular activities. So Okay. Carter, what do you think about that? Do you think James Harden is ring chasing at all, or is he just going to chase that bag? And before you answer, look at the the comparison of James Harden and Russell Westbrook being from the same team that went to the finals, going to the finals together, and how their careers evolved with Russell Westbrook taking a two-year, $8 million deal and James Harden just opting into the the $35 million contract in his last year rather than uh, declining it and looking for a team of his own. Does that make any, any sounds to you? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, a lot of people let the media and the narratives play too much of a factor in how good of a player he is and, uh, you know, they, they ran my boy rest to the ground. So, you know what I'm saying? Every team going off that don't just go off of, you know what I'm saying, what they hear and whatnot. So, um, and obviously what they see, but I feel like the media plays such a big role into it to where um, it'll get the player second guess his name worth, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. I.e. Uh, ben Simmons, but um, whatever. But um, <laughs> I'm going to say Russ, at this point in time in their career, Harden, I don't know if he worked that much, but he obviously worked more than Russ. I would say, as a uh, overall uh, player, as in the league today, overall talent wise, um, production wise, I think Russ. You get uh, is a you. I pay more for Russ, but then again, it, it's just your preference. I'm gonna have to go with man a, a look off the wall, but I'm gonna have to go with Portland, man. Portland, oh man, Ooh, yeah, I'm, cool. I'm gonna have to go with Portland, bro. Right there. there. If they lose huh? Dame, I would say they're definitely losing. Well, they're going to lose Dame. Well, I'm going to say they lose just because in the sense of even if they were to keep Dame, it's like, what you going to do with Scoop? Are you going <laughs> to hand him the keys? You know what I'm saying? Are you going to hand him the keys now or are you going to have him be mentored under Dame? And it's like, then again, you have another disgruntled franchise player that really don't want to be there, but then it's going to be hard mm-hmm. for teams to trade for him now because they're going to – they know – I think he already put out a statement where he only want to go to Miami now or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he did say yeah, that. So like, you won't even you know show uh, to the, the training camp if he yeah. goes to another team. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's like, bro, you know, you got these divas nowadays, but you know, 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's cool though. But I like Dame. I call him Dame a diva. But you know what I'm saying? All these players they act like divas these days. But I yeah. actually like Dame. I feel like he stayed in Portland already too long. Um, yeah. I would have. I would have already left. You know what I'm saying? Like, left, I, I well, left. that's the thing is like the whole time you know people were clowning him for being loyal, and then now all of a sudden he asked for a trade, and then now they're clowning him. So I just don't understand. I just don't. Yeah, understand. but it's like it's like why even uh, they allow media to face too big of a role in their careers. I feel like especially personal, like, like bro, it's a business at the end of the day, bro. You gotta do what's True. best for you. And Dane being the type of dude that he is, okay, the loyalty cool, bro. But then again, you got to think about these franchises. Ain't no loyalty with these managers, these GMs, man. You know what I'm saying? Like they gonna get they gonna get you out the door ASAP. <laughs> so it's like that's back. That's it's back. like man, you gotta you gotta know your worth. Like when I saw CJ McCollum leave, I was like, yeah, it's it's, it's over. With. Like yeah. them, the what they got to the Western Conference Finals one year, right? Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Lost yes. to the lost to the Warriors, I think, or something like that. And it's like. That's the furthest y'all gonna get, bro. And like y'all reached y'all ceiling with that backcourt. It's like, all right, y'all gotta take a new direction. And Dane mm-hmm. wanted to be loyal. He should have realized, like, bro, nobody wanna play in Portland for one. And two, it's like <laughs> the team's not built for success right now. So just True. take your talent elsewhere, bro. True. I mean, they did resign uh what's his name? Jer- Jeremy Jeremy Grant. Grant. Yeah. They paid him 160 for five years. Which is crazy. How could you even put him with no all NBA team, no All Star. I don't know. Another player, I think he got overpaid too. Definitely. And uh, not to say he he's not worth something, but like Jeremy Grant, he's a solid player, but one sixty is crazy, bro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> like you expect him to be the second best player, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want him to be my third best player. <laughs> but then again, that, that that leads me to go back to the question I have for the Rockets. It's like you resign a player like that. But you just drafted Scoot, and you got all this other young talent out there, and Shaden Sharp. Uh, you got the Simons dude. I like Anthony Simons. But um, you got a lot of young talent over there, and you resign a vet. Okay, cool for one sixty. But then again, it's a five year deal. So you know what I'm saying? What if along those lines, he he digressed as a player. His progression isn't going anywhere, or he's not that number one option. Like he's being yeah. paid as, and it's like, yeah. okay, so that's a, that's just a crazy signing to me. Yeah, I hope he's not going to be like uh, Luol Deng. You know, once he got paid, <laughs> degressed was like, you know what? I got paid already. They're in a weird time in their franchise because they got a disgruntled player in in Dame, and then they, got, they got Anthony Simons. Like, you have an up and coming star in Anthony Simons, and then you draft another up and coming, hopefully star in Scoop. Like they they want the bang for their buck, especially because Dame doesn't have that no trade clause where he can't say no to a trade. Like he's gonna get traded, whatever, right? Like he he doesn't have a say in that whatsoever. So I think that's that's a weird thing. But bringing it back into the original question of the best the team that won in this. I think it's low key the Nets. You know, I I just played with them on 2K and they have a balanced team and I like where this team is going. I think they're going to be a a top 6 team, you know, they're they're going to make it out of the play in, you know, they won't have to go into the play in. Sign re-signing Cam Johnson. They just gave Dennis Smith Jr. a one-year deal which I think he's underrated. He just hasn't been in the the right team to let him flourish. And I think with the Nets, he can flourish because you got 
Mikhail Bridges, and who else is in his back in their backcourt? Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie, like he can play a six man, possibly. Uh, anything? Any takers? I, I like. I like. I actually like that uh, pickup. Um, I became a Brooklyn fan, not to be a bandwagon. I'm not really a fan of it, but I, I you know what I'm saying. I became. I started watching them more when obviously Kyrie and KD went there. But um, looking at the roster, I know they lost Joe Harris, but looking at the roster, I actually like. Uh, I like that Dennis Smith pickup. Um, and then Cam Johnson Walker. Re resigning. Um, they got Lonnie Walker. Yeah, they got. Yeah, Lonnie. they got Lonnie Walker. Yeah. yeah, Lonnie, that's a good. So you know what I'm saying? They they're a good young medium size. You know, I'm gonna say mid age team. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's a team that got, has no pressure on their back. Like Lonnie Walker played with LeBron last year, and yeah, whenever you play with LeBron, you cannot hold the ball for longer than three seconds, or else you're you're getting you're getting kicked to the bench because LeBron's gonna be like, "Hey, man, you got passing the ball. Why were you holding the ball for more than three seconds?" You know what I'm saying? So I think with Dennis Smith and Lonnie, those guys can flourish in a Brooklyn Nets type team because they're able to flourish whenever they can. I'm not saying they're going to win 60 games, but I think they can win 45 to 53 games. Yeah, I think I think you're touching a good point there because there is no pressure on that team. There is no expectations. So I think that that's going to allow – the Lonnie Walkers, the Michael Bridges, the Cam Johnsons to really flourish and really become successful in this league. For sure. Don't sleep on Nick Claxton, man. That's a solid not true. Right, there, right? Dorian. That is true. Yeah, Nick Claxton, like those yeah. guys all can ball. Like I yeah. kind of see Mikhail Bridges making a an all NBA team, whether it be yeah. first or second. Maybe even third team. Like, I don't know about first, bro. I don't know about first, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But he can he can make that type of impact with the team that's built in Brooklyn. Don't forget Especially about my boy East. Cam Thomas, man. Cam Thomas, a walking bucket, man. And that you leads know. me into what you said earlier, Carter, of the the East is really rounding out. And I think the Nets are part of that rounding out process of it's not just the Bucks or the Celtics or you know yeah, the Sixers. It, it, it's it's rounding out, and I think the Nets are a big part of that rounding out process for the East. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is all the time we have for the day. I know Sergio is trying to get out of here. That is all the time we have for the day. Thank you for joining us. If you want to react to our content, please do so on the Twitter page at the one Minnesota pod. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Well.